Welcome, world, to Telling Money Basics, the podcast that takes this big concept we call money and breaks it down to itty bitty pieces so I can understand it better, and hopefully you can too. I'm your host, Sean Townley. Today, we're going to be talking about money tools. Money tools are products and services that allow you to manage your money. It's just that simple. So as we're learning about money, we want to introduce some tools to our toolbox that will help us with managing our money. Let's start off with the spending plan. The spending plan is the plan to keep track of all your money. It It's the ins and the outs, right? This is where you put your bank accounts, your credit cards, your loans, FSA, HSA accounts. If you have medical spending, you've got business accounts. It's the place where you're going to see everything. It's your scorecard. It's the way we're going to track. And because many people don't track, I think that's why it's hard to win this game we call money if you're going to win it all. But if we, we are going to improve our financial knowledge, then we, I think we're going to have to keep track of our spending. There's no way we're going to get around money. Money is what we need to make things happen in our life. So anyway, the spending plan could be all kinds of things. It can track your savings, essentials, and wants. Those are the big categories, right? Remember, as a recap, essentials, food, shelter, water, the basic things that you're going to need in order for you to live your life. You have your wants. This is the quality of life. It's where you start upgrading different areas of your life for you know better housing, better clothes, better toys in some cases. And then your savings is where you're going to find peace of mind. Like starting with the emergency fund. And then you have your retirement. And then you may have college or some sort of higher education that you're wanting to do. That's going to be your savings. And then you're going to keep track of you know, different loans and stuff. And then, and the thing here is we want categories. So whatever tool you decide to use, I use a spreadsheet, but if you use anything, and we'll talk a little bit more about how to track money, you want to make sure that you're putting some categories around it so you understand what you're spending your money on. You, you may find that uh, you are spending a lot of money dining out, and that would be considered a want, right? Because food as a, an essential, you could probably get from the grocery store and make your own stuff. I'm not saying it's fun. Unless you enjoy cooking, then then that's fine. But you may want to know or see your trends going forward, and that's what the spending plan is going to help us do. It's also going to keep track of your net worth. So everything that you own plus everything that you owe, it's going to give you the, the difference. And that could be a negative number, especially when you're younger. If you don't own a lot of things but you're trying to buy things, then you may have a negative number. You may owe more on things that you don't owe yet. I mean own yet, I should say. And that would give you negative. But as you get older, hopefully you're, if you're playing the money correctly, you know, if you're playing the game correctly then and you're doing it with a spending plan, then you can see and get feedback on a regular basis to help you with your plan and to meet your goals. So the next one is paying bills. What, what tools do we need to pay our bills? There's automation. You can charge bills to credit cards. You know, some people like to do that. Make sure you don't miss a payment. Make sure you're not late so you're not having to pay late fees in some cases for some of the things that you want or you can do bank drafts so that's where they come into your bank account i think there's some pros and cons to that again there's no there's no late fees but if you are low on funds and they try to draw that that could that could lead to other fees you know insufficient funds personally i don't like people taking directly out of my account i will i will fight that to the very end there are a couple of instances where I have to do that, and it's only because they don't take credit cards or something else. So uh, I don't like it. They didn't ask me, but uh, there it is. So automation, paying bills with credit cards or bank drafts. There's bill pay. 
Bill pay is when you go into your financial institution, could be a bank, could be a credit union, and you go into their bill pay service and you, as your money comes in, if you have direct deposit, then you can use their service and it's usually not for a fee. Uh, if it is for a fee, there are a lot of different options out there to pay your bills. It, it, you don't have to write a check. You know, a lot of that stuff is done uh, automatically with, with, uh, with uh, electronic transfers of funds or Sometimes if the, the institution you're trying to pay or the person, they may have to cut a physical check, but you don't have to write one and it's usually included in the service. So make sure that you read the fine details on that. This is the way I prefer to pay my bills. I like to go in and allocate my money and get to decide how much I want to spend because you know, typically I like to pay off my credit cards every month. I don't want to pay the minimum payment, but I want to be able to pay it, but I don't want to write a check. I don't want to sit at a table and write checks either. So I can do this on my tablet. I can do it on my computer. I prefer doing it that way. Then there's the old school ways, right? Writing checks, sitting at the, or paying in person. I mean, we still have some places here that, you know, maybe your electric bill or your water bill that you can go pay in person, or you can go to your grocery store. A lot of different vendors will accept payment in that way. So you can pay in person. But you're probably going to write a check or you're paying in cash at that point. And I think this is going to become more and more rare or they're going to start charging for these services, mostly to make sure that people are you know, moving over to more of electronic. I know a lot of places, and I've talked about this in other podcasts, where they don't even accept money anymore, uh, especially after COVID. A lot of places that would have initially taken money no longer take money. Their, their credit cards only are, are Google Pay or, or Apple Pay. So, I mean, be mindful of that. That's kind of the way the world's moving on. And I see it's kind of a generational thing. I think younger generations don't have a problem with that, but older generations do. So some still like to write checks to the grocery store. I still see it. I still see it when I go to the grocery store, believe it or not. The next tool is rewards. So as you're playing this money game, you want to make sure that you are taking advantage of whatever rewards you have. So some rewards includes interest earned on savings and checking accounts. So when you have that credit union or you have that bank account, make sure you understand if, what they're paying you to hold your money, right? Because they're taking your money and they're probably lending it out somewhere else. So you want to make sure that you're getting yours as well. And interest rates have been going up. So hopefully this is going to get better. There's going to be more choices. It'll get more competitive as we go throughout. And just make sure you understand, hey, if you're supposed to be getting 3.5%, get 3.5%. Or if you want to put it into a CD, check the rates. Shop the rates. There's a lot of sites out there like NerdWallet where you can do that to check different accounts and see how they're, how they're paying out. So the other thing is cash rewards on purchases. So sometimes if you use your credit card, you can get a cash reward card. And in that regard, you can, every time you use your card, one, two, 3%, I mean, there's, there, it can go up for that. You can get paid a little bit percentage kickback to you that you can apply to your card going forward. So, I mean, that stuff adds up. I mean, I have several of these. I think all my credit cards at this point are um, are cashback cards. I don't I don't like to play the mileage game because I think they they move that stuff around. But if I traveled more, I may feel differently. So whatever f floats your boat, right? Whatever you're doing, reward points or travel miles, you know, these are things that depending on what you want to do or how you're living your life or how your wants are going, you may decide that you want a different reward program than just cashback. If you can get miles to where you can take trips and not have to pay for flights or hotels, then so be it. Make sure that the, these tools are serving you and not the other way around. So that's rewards. That's a it's an important tool. 
And you know, as long as you're paying attention, you can maximize that. It can work out for you. But you know, knowing how your spending is going, you got to keep up with that too. Then there's apps to track your money. I talked about this a little bit earlier. So there's there's apps like Mint. And if you don't want to do a spreadsheet, there are things like Mint or w, YNAB or Good Budget or Every Dollar. These are all apps that you put in your transactions and it'll keep track for you. It'll do categories. It'll try to guess uh, what, what you're trying to do and it'll give you kind of a report. So if you want to do it kind of... Uh, uh, maybe a little bit easier way, or if you if you don't if you're not too particular on what your category is going to be, and you're you're okay with them trying to decide it, then some of these apps may work for you. I mean, the the whole thing is having a spending plan. I mean, if you want to do it old school with uh, with a spiral and a pen, that's fine. I do mine with a spreadsheet. If you want to use an app, maybe it gets a little bit more intelligent. A lot of times with these apps, they're going to want you to plug in your information. Me, that kind of scares me a little bit. I, I don't necessarily like giving my login information to an app. Um, if they get compromised, uh, that would just, uh, I'd have trouble sleeping at night. But if you're comfortable with that, and like I said, some younger people are, and some older people as well. But uh, if you're comfortable with that, then it can help you track how your spending is and give you reports. And it's good feedback. I mean, I think you should do something. You should pick a lane and definitely go with that. Now, with all that being said, I'll tell you a little bit about my system. I've talked a little bit about it as I go. But for my system, just so I can share, just to give you an example, I use a spreadsheet. So this, this includes tabs for my net worth that I check on a monthly basis. It's my spending plan and targets. So I create the, uh, the B word that I won't mention here, right? But it is, it is where I'm kind of targeting how much is going to come in. My wife and I both have jobs. And so we, we, we kind of know what's coming in. And then we have a plan for what's going to go out, right? Whether we want to pay something off or we want to give ourselves a little bit more mad money, then we can do that. And, and I can see that in the plan. And then that translates into how we're going to address the income and outgoing of our money. And then I have a summary page. That's where I can see balances uh, somewhat on a real time. It, you know, it is a manual. You know, so if I do use a credit card or a debit card, I do have to go in and put it into my register. But then I've got uh, some macros and some pivot tables that will help bring that to a summary table so I can see at a glance how much I have in each of my accounts, whether it's fun money, mad money, my personal mad money, you know, whether I've got uh, where things in checking and all that kind of stuff. So I can bring that together. So if you have a little bit of Excel uh, or spreadsheet, you could use sheets as well. If you have some experience in doing that, then you can create your own. The good thing about that is it's very flexible, right? You can, you can, you can put in whatever categories you want. The sky's the limit. Your imagination is the limit, I guess I should say. So, and then I have a tab for each of the bank accounts so I can kind of see a running register. And it was interesting because in the beginning, I used to keep a spreadsheet and my wife would keep the old school checkbook kind of approach to it. And then over time, she just started using mine, but she checks it with the bank. So we have a check and balance system that we do. So I kind of keep track of, this, of the transactions. And then she goes to the bank to make sure I'm staying on track. So it works out great. And plus, we're both in the know, which makes it nice. I also take my receipts and I add them every few days to my spreadsheet. So sometimes I'll stack them up or I'll put them in my wallet. And then every couple of days or so, I will go and check with those cards and make sure that I was charged the right amount. I mean, because, I mean, 
we, we've probably all been there, right? You go into a restaurant or a bar or in some place and you think you charge something and then you come back and it's a different amount. It could be a rounding error. It could be a few pennies, but sometimes it could be real dollars. And I just like to double check on that stuff. I'm, I'm just paranoid enough. If it's, if it's a few cents or a few dollars, I typically don't sweat it. But if it's, if it's something significant and, the, and there's fraud involved, then I definitely want to get the credit card companies involved. And I've had to do that in the past. I mean, uh, unfortunately, there's some bad actors out there. We pay our living expenses every two weeks. So typically we, we get paid on a biweekly basis. So I typically pay for my living things. Uh, yeah, I have a card that I put a lot of my transactions like uh, groceries, gas, dining out. We pay those every two weeks. And then I also pay bills on the 1st and 15th. So I, I've divided up the bills to, depending on what the due date is to give myself plenty of time to go into my bill pay. And I will pay those bills, the, the ones on the 1st, and the ones on the 15th. And then of course on the 1st, I check my net net worth monthly. So I basically go into all my accounts and and kind of zero them out in the sense that I'm checking the balances and make sure the, the registers are still good, that we're balancing there. And then I check my net worth on a, on a monthly basis. I probably spend about, I would say on the 1st of the month, I probably spend about an hour, hour and a half by doing, you know paying the bills and then doing my monthly numbers. And then on the 15th, I probably spend maybe half an hour and every two weeks, probably even 15 minutes because those are pretty quick. Uh, the transactions are pretty quick. So overall, I'm spending probably two or three hours a month on money. And I think that's all you should have to do. And if you've got a good system, I think it's only going to take you a few hours a month. You know, Gone are the days, unless you put it off, right? Sitting at the table, having to write all the checks and going, yeah, it's like paying taxes. No, no, it doesn't have to be. If you keep up with it just a little bit at a time, I think you can get away with a few hours a month. And of course, you know, you'll kind of have an idea of where you are. So you won't be wondering when you're out there spending money where you're at. And I think that's the way it should be. I mean, if you have it, if you keep on top of it, if you make it part of your habits and your, and your routine, then it shouldn't be very difficult to do. And then I check my credit monitoring on a monthly basis. I think this is very important. Of course, I've been a, I've been a victim of identity theft. And so there's a lot of pain that's associated with that and something I never want to go through again. So I do go check in my credit reports. Uh, now I pay for a service. Um, you can do it free from the three credit bureaus and you can get one. And I suggest that you, you know, since there are three, if you look at one once every four months, uh, math, yes, every four months, then you should be able to check each report for free and make sure that there's no accounts open in your name that you're not aware of. Because if there is, you're going to be responsible for it. This is uh, guilty until proven innocent, unfortunately. Uh, people start using your name and your likeness, and it's not hard to do to get that information anymore, especially on the dark web. You want to keep track of your credit monitoring and make sure that you are protecting yourself from other people using your good name and your good credit to buy things and then ruin you in the process. And then finally, I set alerts on my credit cards. Uh, so if there's transactions over a certain amount, I will get alerted. I'll get a text message. I will get a, uh, an email. And, that, and that's good, you know, because you want to know if there's a significant amount of money being charged to in a card and it's not you, the sooner you know, the better, right? Because you can go into dispute like right away. And the credit card companies are usually pretty good. If you report it quickly enough, you know, you can get the benefit of the doubt. But... Um, if you don't know the, the account exists, though, if you're not checking your credit report on a monthly basis or, or not, on a quarterly basis, then you may not know. Or every four months, I should, not quarterly. But um, So you just need to get in the habit. Some of these are just habit stacking, forming good habits, and making sure that you're setting up the right routines 
to get you through this. So money tools. These are things that are going to help you track your money, keep your, your peace of mind, let you know how you're doing, right? We got a spending plan that's going to help us with money in and out. It's going to help us with our categories and kind of give us trends. It's our report card. It lets us know how we're doing. Paying bills, there's lots of ways to do it. You can automate it. You can bill pay it. You can go old school, sit at, a, sit at the table and write some checks if you like, if that's what makes you happy. Or you can pay in person even. I still have family members that do that. Look at your rewards. Are there opportunities for you to earn money while you're spending money? You know, and be able to use that. And, and uh, you know, it may not be a whole lot in the beginning, but as you get more sophisticated with it, you'll find that it'll add up to tens or not even hundreds of dollars, you know? And if you're just doing your normal thing, it's nice to get a little little bit back when you're doing, you're doing things and you're staying on top of it. There's lots of apps to help you track your money. If you don't want to do a spreadsheet, there's lots of apps out there. You can do uh, some checking on NerdWallet and some other sites to see what app might best fit your needs if you want to make it a little bit easier on yourself. And then, of course, I went over my system. If you have any questions about that, please reach out. Hey, if you'd like to help me support this podcast, I've been doing it for a few years now. It does cost a little bit of money, costs a little bit of time. I enjoy doing it. But if, you, if you'd like to help me support it, you can help with a subscription. That'll be in the notes of this podcast. Or reach out. Just tell me. Give me some feedback. How, what did I miss? You know, What are you doing different? Or what's some advice you, you could give me? Because I think this is a community and we should learn from each other. So let me know if I missed something or if there's something you do that maybe I would have interest in. You can find me at townleytech at gmail.com. You can find me on LinkedIn at Sean Townley. You can find me on Twitter or X at Sean Townley. And then, you know, maybe I'll, I'm thinking about maybe doing some TikTok. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, not that young, so maybe I'll ask my kids how to do it. But anyway, or reach out to my website, SeanTownley.com. Until next time.